Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And Sean Farnham from ESPN joins us as we approach the NCAA tournament. Sean, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. No problem. It's the best time of year to be talking college basketball. I want to start with this because it's so weird. If somebody would have told you a year ago after we got everything suspended that next year we'd have a tournament, but we wouldn't have Duke, we wouldn't have Kentucky, and Michigan State and your alma mater, UCLA, would be playing a play-in game, what would you have thought? Uh, I would have thought you were crazy. Uh, but, you know, given the, given the way this whole thing has played out, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I think a big part of it has been the way that the scheduling is broken down, in particular for those one-and-done teams. This was going to be a year from the get-go that you, you leaned on experience. And unfortunately for those teams that rely so heavily upon one and done, they were unable to get those guys on campus and get those workouts in June and July and August to kind of set the tone for what this year was going to look like or how they're expected to play. And because of that, neither one of them were able to get to uh, what their goal has been and what the consistency has been uh, in those two programs in particular. Sean, which number one seed do you think is more, is likely to fall first, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, or Michigan? Um, I have Baylor losing first, but I, I have them losing essentially the same time as Michigan. Uh, so I have both losing in the Elite Eight. I have Baylor losing to Ohio State, and I have Texas beating Michigan. I think the key for Michigan, and I might move Michigan to maybe getting upset in the Sweet 16 if they play the Florida State, if Isaiah Livers is unable to go. And uh, he's out indefinitely right now. And the hope is that, that they try to get him back at some point in time, maybe misses the first weekend and gets to come back the second weekend. So we're kind of waiting to see an injury update on him. Uh, but even without Isaiah Livers, I still think they have a shot to beat Florida State just because they don't turn the ball over. Florida State had some issues with that in the uh, ACC championship game where they gave up 31 points off of turnovers to Georgia Tech. Uh, and I think that Hunter Dickinson is, is a load underneath. Baylor just hasn't looked the same since they came off of their COVID pause. Uh, been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, on the three-point shot, and they left that as the number one team shooting the ball from beyond the arc. Uh, and then all of a sudden, now they're a little inconsistent there, and then their defensive communication hasn't been as crisp. So I'll look forward to seeing what they do. As I, I, my anticipation for Baylor, too, is they're going to go through a gauntlet here. Uh, because if Wisconsin beats North Carolina in the opening round, I have them facing nothing but Big Ten opponents all the way through. Hmm. They, they'd face Purdue. Uh, they, they'd face Ohio State. They'd face Wisconsin. I mean, those three teams, they, they're different styles and different ways of playing and very physical It'd be interesting to see if that's actually how it plays out. Sean, full disclosure, I went to the University of Illinois. I've waited 16 years to see a team like this. <laughs> so I need you to tell me how much should I put into this? Do, do you have Illinois a winning? A lot. A lot? Okay, a thank lot. you. I think so, too. You should be putting in massive amounts right now and believing in Brad Underwood and this team. Uh, I just think they're playing the best basketball of the year. And I have them going to the national championship game. Now, I do have them losing there. I would anticipate your bracket, if you're in a line I faithful, uh, you should be picking them over Gonzaga. 
Um, but I, I have Gonzaga beating them in the national championship game, but I just love Io DeSumo. Uh, I said this the other day on Get Up. He reminds me so much of a little bit of Russell Westbrook uh, with a little bit less explosiveness. You know, uh, he's just got relentless pursuit of the basketball at both ends of the floor. And then you look at Kofi, and uh, the guy's like a throwback big. You know, first of all, he looks like he's a WWE wrestler, and all he likes to do is just hang on the rim and dunk the basketball, you know. But he eats up so much space at both ends of the floor, and he can cause – he. you don't have to double when you have Kofi. And that allows your guards to be a little bit more free uh, and take a little bit of risks on the outside because you know he's protecting the basket behind you. And I think that, that you know, that has been a big part of their success down the stretch. Uh, I thought they were the, the best team uh, coming into the year in the Big Ten. And uh, certainly Michigan, you know, made us all question that and, and deservedly so with the success that they've had. But I was happy for Brad Underwood, and especially after the, the argument at the end of the season of we had more games and we had more wins, but you won the championship. They proved out in the conference tournament that they deserve to be called Big Ten champions as well uh, by winning the tournament championship. And, and I think you should be excited not only about where this program's at, uh, but where I think it's going to maintain. I think Brad Underwood's that good of a coach. ESPN, Sean Farnham with us on 101 ESPN. And, Sean, we're all looking at this 8-9 Mizzou-Oklahoma matchup. None of us expect that the team that wins that game is going to last long because they'd have Gonzaga next. But how do you look at Missouri and Oklahoma? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting game because you, you have a, a Missouri team, as we've seen at times, just like absolutely shut down their offense. Like, they, they, they rely so much on their defense. Their margin of error for, is, is pretty thin. Then there's other times where you watch them offensively and you're like, man, they're sensational. And, you know, you go back to that game against Alabama at home, uh, which was a big, big win for Missouri. Uh, they, they were taking care of business and just absolutely crushing them. And then they stopped scoring. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's a two-point game. It's a one-possession game down the stretch. So that concerns me a little bit, especially considering the opponents that are playing in Lon Kruger and just how often he's been to the NCAA tournament, how this team, in particular Oklahoma earlier this year, had three straight wins against top ten opponents. They understand that there's a sense of urgency now. And uh, Austin Reeves, their point guard, is massively big uh, for a point guard, and he likes to drive and initiate contact, and, and that could get Tillman in foul trouble underneath. And I think if that happens, we've seen what happens to Missouri when Tillman's not on the floor. They're not the same team. Um, so I, I would probably lean a little bit more to Oklahoma, um, and I think their shooters and their spacing and their efficiency, in particular at the offensive end, uh, will kind of keep the pace where they want it to be uh, and could get uh, Missouri in foul trouble. Sean, what makes March Madness the best is the Cinderella stories, the upsets. So can you give us a matchup or two where you, that you think is ripe for an upset? I think Virginia going against Ohio. Look, we don't know what Virginia's roster is even going to look like. They're not even arriving until potentially Thursday night, Friday morning for their Saturday game because they're in, uh, they're in protocol right now in quarantine, which means they're also not practicing. So I'm looking at that and going, okay, yes, you're the reigning, defending, undisputed national champions from two years ago, but this isn't two years ago. And this team hasn't been the team of two years ago. And they're playing an Ohio team that I think is just one of the great stories in college basketball this year. When you look at Jason Preston, their very talented guard who has NBA potential. And, and to, to start with that, to go back to when he was 15 years old, his mother passed away. He moved with his aunt to the United States from Jamaica. He was six feet tall, dripping wet, weighed about 120 pounds, only scored 52 points his senior year of high school. 52 points. No offers at six feet tall. Was going to go to UCF as a communications major and probably take your job or my job. Hopefully, <laughs> thank goodness, he grew four inches. Uh, and, and he made his own highlight film, put it out on Twitter. Longwood and Ohio were the only two universities that expressed interest in him. And earlier this year, you're an Illini fan, you probably remember the game, they only won by two over Ohio. 
And Preston had 31 points, eight assists, and six rebounds in that game. He is a phenomenal talent, NBA scoring ability, and great vision and awareness out on the floor. I think he's the perfect guard to go against the pack line defense and cause problems. I have Ohio actually getting all the way to the Sweet 16 in my bracket, knocking off Creighton in the second round. Sean, sometimes conferences are just great, and it looks like the Big Ten is at conference this year. Could you see three or four Big Ten teams winding up in the Elite Eight? Uh, three or four is a little high for me. I've got uh, – actually, no, I've got three in the Elite Eight. So I have three in the Elite Eight. I have Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State all in the Elite Eight. I have Ohio State and Illinois in the final four of my bracket. Uh, I think the big number for me would be that I have six Big Ten teams in the Sweet 16. And that would tie a tournament record that was set in 2016 by the ACC. Uh, but I think the Big Ten is that deep this year. And I have Rutgers uh, being the upset one uh, coming out as the 10 seed beating Clemson and then beating Houston in the second round. I think Steve Peichel's team is really good when they have a chip on their shoulder. And this is a team and a program a year ago that thought they were going to be in the NCAA tournament, thought they were going to have a chance to make a deep run. And while this year didn't go as smoothly as last year, uh, a lot of those same components are here. And this is, this is a fresh start. And they're going against teams now that aren't as familiar with their style of play as we've seen inside the Big Ten. And I think that's going to bode well for a lot of the teams in the Big Ten this year as they get back out of conference now and play teams uh, that, that don't know their personnel, don't know their settings uh, and their system as well as the teams at conference do. Sean, you said you have Gonzaga win- winning it all. Now, number one overall seed hasn't won in a while. Why do you think the Zags take it this year? Uh, I just think they're just special. I mean, now I'm biased, I'll tell you that right from the get-go, because I've, I've covered more of their games than anybody in the country this year, and I, so I've seen them, and I've watched them, and I was able to see two games in person, which normal year would be like, you only saw them twice in person, but <laughs> this year you see a team twice in person, you're like, yes, I didn't do it from home. This is great. Um, so. Uh, I, I love their leadership, first and foremost. Corey Kispert, first-team All-American by the Associated Press. He's an, he's an unbelievable leader. So take away his shooting ability, which is going to make him like a Joe Harris-type pro at the next level. Uh, he talks about leadership, and he told me, you know, interesting, he goes, I don't want to lead from the front because I don't want to pull. I don't want to lead from the back because I don't want to push. I have to lead from the center, which means I have to get to know the personalities of everybody on my team and how they work and how I can help them. And I think that's a very mature uh, idea of leadership. I, I, think, I don't think a lot of people get that, that form of leadership, so I really like that. Two is the fact that since the Wooden Award has been whittled down to the top 15, which goes back, dates back all the way to 2011, no school has ever had three players on that list until this year. So it wasn't Zion, it wasn't R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish at, at, at Duke. It's Gonzaga with Drew Timmy, Jalen Suggs, and uh, Corey Kispert. You talk about Jalen Suggs, he has takeover ability in a game. He's going to be a top-four pick in the NBA draft, he's a one-and-done talent that usually we'd see at a Duke, usually we'd see at a Kentucky, but he chose Gonzaga, and that has made them a little bit different. Then you talk about depth, and we talk about so important guard play this, this time of year, and you go, well, what happens if for any reason those guards get in foul trouble? That's fine. You go to the bench and you bring in Andrew Nemhard, who started 67 consecutive games at Florida before he transferred this year to come off the bench and be named sixth man of the year for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, he has moved into the starting lineup in the last couple of weeks, Um, But that kind of guard play and their efficiency and the elite level in which they score the basketball in the paint, they score over 52 points a game in the paint. And twice this year, they scored over 70 points in the paint. And if you look at the seeds that are on their side of the bracket, the two, three, and the four, all of those teams already. And the interesting thing about it is very simple. They scored 99.6 points per game against them. They shot 58% from the field and their average margin of victory was over 15 
They are an elite level special team. Sean Farnham, great analysis. We love what you do at ESPN, and we appreciate you taking some time with us today. Thank you very much. No problem. Talk to you soon. Sean Farnham of ESPN. When it comes to sports, you can't beat live. Vivid Seats has tickets to all of your favorite teams at great prices, and all with a 100% buyer guarantee. Visit vividseats.com or download the app and use 10 sports for $10 off your first $100 purchase. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.